Welcome to the Health Leaders Podcast, the place for peer-sourced and solution-focused insights for healthcare executives, airing every Tuesday. I'm Melanie Blackman, a contributing editor for Health Leaders. My guest for today's Women in Leadership episode is Casey Paulus, Senior Vice President and Chief Nursing Executive for WellSpan Health. Casey, who became a registered nurse in 2004, joined the nonprofit health system located in York, Pennsylvania in 2021. During our conversation, Casey shares her career journey from staff nurse to chief nurse executive, ways that WellSpan is innovating and challenging the status quo of nursing, and shares advice for nurses and leaders. So without further ado, please enjoy our conversation. Casey, thank you so much for joining me today on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Melanie. I'm really grateful for the opportunity. To start us off, can you talk a little bit about your journey from bedside nurse to chief nurse executive? Yes. So my mom was a nurse, so she was certainly influential in my decision to pursue nursing. I started my practice like many other nurses. I started in med surge, and then I found my way into obstetrics and neonates, which I loved. And from there, I moved into quality and safety. And I was initially very hesitant to move into a leadership role. However, I had many colleagues who kept pouring into me and helping me grow in my confidence and skills. And so eventually, I said yes to leadership. And my entire leadership journey really evolved as a result of saying yes to opportunities that were really outside of my comfort zone, but it's been incredibly rewarding. And that is certainly um, part of what has led me here to WellSpan. Oh, that's wonderful. I love the saying yes and saying yes to leadership and how you had that support behind you to go that route. I've talked to a lot of women in healthcare leadership in executive roles, and they talk a lot about support and mentorship and sponsorship. In what ways has mentorship and sponsorship helped you in your journey? Yeah, Melanie, that's such a great question, and I'm really glad that you brought that up. Honestly, I think I could say I probably owe most of my career to mentorship and sponsorship, and I think it's so critical. I think our job as leaders is to grow and develop the next generation of leaders. And so that comes with mentoring and sponsoring others. And again, as others just continue to give me feedback, help me grow, give me stretch assignments, um, give me exposure. That was really what helped shape my career. And then in the process, you grow your confidence and it makes you a little bit more comfortable to take on that next assignment when it comes your way. And so it's critical. I think it's really challenging. It's not impossible, but it's probably pretty challenging to continue to grow and develop as a leader without that mentorship and sponsorship. In your current leadership role at WellSpan, how does your background as a registered nurse and bedside nurse affect the way you lead today? You know, as a staff nurse, I was very in tune with the inefficiencies I often experienced in my own practice and the profound impact that leaders had on my work environment. So that really shapes uh, how I lead. And my decisions as a leader then are focused on doing what's best for our patients, 
creating an environment where our nurses can do their best possible work. We know nurses want to feel valued by their organization. They want to feel heard. They want a voice in their practice. And so my job as a leader is to make that happen. And that is really what drives our approach to nursing leadership here at WellSpan. Based on past and current trends, where do you see the future of the nursing industry heading? And what needs to change to enable a better future of clinical care? I think uh, we are just beginning to see so many significant shifts that are going to be um, happening within healthcare and within nursing. And I think it's very exciting. I think it can be challenging to, to think of how we're going to lead and navigate all those changes. But again, I think it's exciting. And so first of all, it has to start with a commitment to innovation and really challenging ourselves to move past, quote, because we've always done it that way. So we have to challenge the status quo. We know we are headed for one of the most significant nursing shortages we've ever seen. And that is going to require us to figure out how to deliver care in new ways um, because we, we just simply won't have enough nurses to continue in our current models, especially as we look to having more and more patients um, requiring more care as the agent typically need more health care. So the math equation isn't going to work out. So we have to think differently. So we have to prepare for those new models of care. And I think historically in nursing, we often think of nursing spending most of their time in the acute care setting. And so we're going to likely see some pretty significant shifts in where we provide care. And so thinking about how we prepare the future workforce to provide nursing care in different care settings. And it will be across the continuum from the acute care setting to at home and everything in between. And I think with that, we're also going to have some really exciting opportunities to incorporate technology to help us provide and deliver patient care. And also taking some of that administrative and documentation burden off of our nurses. Uh, and I think this is what's really exciting because, frankly, nurses have been wanting to solve for this um, their entire careers. And so I think we're going to see some really great wins and really getting that burden off of nurses' plates and helping them do what they want to do. They want to spend time with their patients. They want to provide excellent care. And so I think there's exciting work on the horizon to make that happen. As an industry, we have to really think differently about our current and future workforce and what they're looking for when it comes to flexibility. Historically, we have not always responded as, as we could um, from a, a place of flexibility. And again, lots of exciting changes on the horizon. I think the last couple of years have forced us to all think differently and really challenge the status quo around how else we can um, engage the workforce and allow them to, to continue to practice within nursing, but have some of that work-life balance. And so I think some really exciting shifts happening just with ways to still engage as a nurse, flexible work options, scheduling options, making sure we're focused on well-being and our benefits and our total rewards. And again, there's some exciting shifts starting to happen there. And I think it's going to be great to see where that goes in the future. Through all of this, we want to make sure we just continue to make nursing an attractive profession, that people want to come and practice as a nurse and um, make sure that future nurses continue to look at nursing as a profession. So that's just going to mean thinking differently, engaging with our academic partners and uh, really going further upstream to recruit folks into the profession. 
Definitely. It sounds like there's a lot of opportunity in that you're optimistic for the future of the nursing field. Absolutely. Workforce shortages have definitely been an ongoing trend, especially with nurses. I mean, we've been talking about this trend for so long now and then following the pandemic even more so. In what ways is WellSpan working on, you know, building up that nursing pipeline and kind of creating the future nurse workforce? Yeah, we have a lot of exciting uh, elements in the works right now. Some I can share with you, some I can't yet at this point. But to your point, it's really about recruitment and retention and thinking through those two elements um, differently. They're, they're not one word. They're two different words with two different strategies. So on the recruitment end, uh, really, like I said, going upstream, partnering with our academic partners, thinking differently about how we can train the future generation. And a lot of that's going to come through some really strong collaborative partnerships, but also going further upstream, connecting with, with high school students as well, and just really creating clarity for the pathways for getting into nursing. But then also looking at, you know, non-traditional students as well. And how do we make it easy for them to enter um, into the nursing profession? So we've got strategies in play around all of those avenues. Uh, like many other health systems, we're, um, we've been partnering with international nurses as well to help meet some of our needs and really looking ahead, ahead to the future. And then on the retention side, it's a lot of what I shared with you. How do we create a really excellent, flexible work environment for our nurses where they want to continue to stay and practice, where they feel valued, um, where they feel that they have a say and a voice in their practice. And so we've got a lot of exciting initiatives underway there too. And we're piloting a lot of different staffing and scheduling options. Um, So instead of your traditional, you know, work three twelves a week, again, just trying to think differently and allow folks to continue to engage in the health system in in kind of non-traditional ways than they maybe have in the past. Are there other ways that you can share how the health system is leveraging innovation to start to streamline nurses' work at the bedside? Absolutely. I'm so proud of the work uh, we have underway here at WellSpan. We have a lot of exciting initiatives to help support our nurses. So in early August, we are launching a pilot focused on virtual nursing and telesitting using an AI-capable platform called Artisite. And the model is based off of utilizing a camera and a microphone in a patient room, access to a smart, capable TV or tablet, and then layering artificial intelligence functionality on top of the hardware. So this will allow us to augment existing acute care delivery models with the virtual nursing staff who work alongside our bedside nurses and help support patient care, including completing admissions, discharges, patient education, documentation of care, and interventions to help um, prevent falls and improve patient safety. So this is a really exciting development for us. The model supports our nurses at the bedside. And going back to your other question, it also creates another option for working clinically that historically hasn't existed. So it's another way of being able to keep our highly skilled and tenured nurses uh, working clinically at the bedside. So we're really excited about that. 
Additionally, our colleagues in nutrition and food services are gearing up to pilot a robotic food tray delivery system. Uh, we know that nurses in the hospital spend about 3.8 hours of every 12-hour shift walking. And so partnering closely with our nutrition and food services and other disciplines, this is one way we can automate some tasks that are happening, which frees up capacity for the entire care team and allows our nutrition and food services team to work differently and help support our nurses. And so we're really um, excited to pilot that and, and see the outcomes of that pilot. And then the last thing I'll share is at WellSpan, we were uh, one of the first health systems to really go deep in leveraging a software technology called DAX, which is a means of automating documentation through the use of ambient clinical intelligence technology. And so we've had physician colleagues using this in their practices for quite some time now and have had really impressive results as a way of reducing that documentation burden. And so we are now getting ready to pilot that for nursing as well. And we're going to be starting in our home care setting. So again, uh, some really tangible ways of creating some documentation efficiency for our nurses. I mean, it already sounds like such good work and really excited to see, you know, as time goes on, how how everything plays out. With thinking about nurses and nursing leaders, what advice do you have for those who are looking to either join the nursing workforce or to become nursing leaders? I think nursing is such an incredibly rewarding career. It's challenging. There's no doubt about that, but it's so, so rewarding. And so, you know, I think for, for nurses who really want to grow as leaders, one of my favorite sayings is to bloom where you're planted. And so within your current role, looking for ways where you can grow and develop leadership skills. It might be, you know, serving in a uh, formal or uh, informal leadership position, maybe as a charge nurse, precepting others, working on committees or councils, and just getting experience leading different, you know, small groups and small teams. You know, I think one of, there's many important skills within leadership, um, but high on that list for me is problem solving and the ability to partner with others. And so I think taking an opportunity to get some experience with problem solving something within your local team. Uh, we come up with challenges every single day within our workflows. And so taking the lead to say, I want to help solve this particular problem and get experience doing that, that really helps you to be unprepared to grow into a formal leadership position. Uh, we talked about the importance of mentorship. So letting someone know you want to grow um, as a leader and, and seeking out a mentor. Again, uh, most leaders, really great leaders are going to be more than happy to mentor someone. And so you just have to let someone know that that you're interested in doing that. And then I think really uh, positioning yourself with an organization that values you know, innovation, leadership de development, has that commitment to well-being. I think all of those um, are really important factors in being successful in a leadership position. And you know, my last comment, and this goes back to what we talked about previously, and the importance of growing and developing and mentoring and sponsoring. You know, the reality is, and I've asked folks in a setting before, like how many of you knew you wanted to go into leadership? And a few folks will raise their hands, but it's usually that folks didn't know they wanted to go into leadership. And instead, somebody went to them and said, I see potential. 
I see that you would be really great at leadership. And they just, again, they start pouring into this person and giving them confidence. So yes, it's great if folks know they want to grow into leadership. I think there's ways to, to do that. But I think more importantly for the existing leaders, it's again, we have this responsibility to grow and develop the next generation. And so we need to be pouring into those folks where we see the potential and giving them confidence, giving them exposure, giving them the opportunities for them to grow. Well, that's all wonderful advice. I really love the bloom where you're planted and, you know, finding opportunities where you are and growing from those, as well as, you know, leaders coming in and and helping grow that future leadership. All great advice. Well, Casey, again, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast and taking the time to share your expertise. Thank you, Melanie. I really appreciate the time we had together. And thank you for listening to the Health Leaders Podcast. We'll be back next Tuesday with more healthcare industry insights.